Do you love dressage? Are you looking to inspire your ride? Do you long to learn the secrets of truly great riders? Yes? Then you're in the right place. Join classically trained, internationally competitive dressage rider JJ Tate as she brings inspired conversations, in-depth discussions, and a healthy dose of humor to the world of dressage. Join JJ and her new generation of classical riders in this adventure called Dressage Life. Today's episode was originally featured in JJ's online community, Team Tate TV, a private Facebook group of inspired and supportive dressage lovers just like you. If you're on Facebook, we welcome you to join the conversation there. You'll find the date for the original recording in the show notes. And now, here's JJ. Okay, it's just like meditation. We begin again. (laughs) So it was really exciting to go to the five star last night. And of course, I was running late and I did an awesome, really fun podcast with Tigger. Um, Most of you know her as one of my sponsors from Biostar. Tigger is an amazing human being. She is brilliant. Um, She will really inspire you to eat clean because she is always talking nutrition for my horses. And Biostar is an amazing company. Um, and so she asked me to be on her podcast. So that was really fun. We talked a lot about um, compassion in the sport and how we can be better at that. Um, you know, so many times we get so focused on ourselves and what we're doing that we kind of have this like weird um, competitiveness against each other. And uh, we talked a lot about that. So I hope you guys check that out. I'm sure we will share a link here when we get it. Um, and I just, I love Tigger and I love to contribute in any way, shape or form. She is also our coach for the challenge of the Americas. So I hope you guys all check that out. We will also put a link in here for the challenge of the Americas. It's a giant, we've been like practicing with our quadrille. I've been practicing with my potty do. Uh, we've got some really exciting things planned for March 11th at the Challenge of the Americas. I'm on Team Biostar, so Tigger is our coach. And we've got a really awesome, I mean, I think we have a pretty great team. So I hope you guys all make a donation. It's to help breast cancer, uh, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, which I can personally say all the money that has gone to research has absolutely saved and changed my life 100%. Um, you know, breast cancer still affects one out of eight women, also men. And, uh, we got to support the, uh, the places where the education is happening. You know, um, it's a totally different experience than it was even like five years ago. You know, a lot of people in my family, uh, my mom, my stepmom, uh, have had breast cancer. It's not genetic. I didn't get it from anyone or anything. Uh, but we know that also from all the research that has been done. So I'm really delighted and honored to be on not only team Biostar for the challenge of the Americas, but also Shannon Duick and I are doing a pot of do. So there's like a special little presentation with two cancer survivors, uh, to start the show on March 11th. So please donate, please come, please vote, be there. It's going to be totally awesome. So yeah. And Last night, Emmy Wellington is just like full of exciting things to be happening. So last night was the five star. I've got to like take my hat off to Adrian Lyle. That was amazing. 
Um, Salvino legit looks the best I've ever seen him like ever, like ever. It was like amazing. I hope you guys all check that out. I think there was live streaming going on and I'm sure you guys can watch the replay. It like didn't even look like the same horse. And he was, he, I mean, he got on our Olympic team. Like he was already amazing. You know, she just rode, um, just world-class world-class um huge congrats to freddie wanders who is also awesome and uh, got a huge score um it's so fun to have the germans here and uh i'm going to germany too so that's exciting so um we're slowly making plans to head the end of march i want to be there as long as possible i'm going to train with michael klemka we'll be living in munster it's time to stop talking about my dreams and start acting them and making them happen. So we're really excited about that. Um, a lot to organize. I know my girls are like totally overwhelmed. So we're going to have a lot of team meetings and like circle the wagons and get everything organized. Um, but yeah, as far as like what happened last week, um, Susanna Von Dietz was here. Hands down, one of the most amazing individuals I have in my life. She's like a sister from another mother and she totally helps me in my riding. I mean, everything any of my teachers tell me about my position, she like digs down into my body and like finds the way for that to like become in my automatic nervous system. I don't know how she does it. Um, we will also share some links to some articles and some videos that she's done because you too can learn all about that um, from her directly. She's got a lot of videos um, and we're in the works of partnering up in somehow with her into the academy because all of y'all who asked me about breathing techniques, when to half halt, how to half halt, how to breathe. I mean, she talks all about that and it's all like in this playful way. So it isn't like you're like learning technique and you have to like, do, 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 like do this thing. She's just like, Oh, like breathe like this. And then like, try that. And then, Oh, now just like go practice. And then all of a sudden you're like, how is he trotting like this? This is like unbelievable. So I thought I would talk a little bit about my experience personally with her. Um, I do think a lot of good riders like still take lessons. And I think it's very important for us to always be seeking to become better, right? Like growth is just part of life <laughs> and had a big growth last summer. And uh, I feel great in case anyone's wondering. I, uh, yeah, I, I've changed my diet radically. I lost a bunch of weight. Um, I eat a lot <laughs> and uh, I'm eating with a nutritionist. So um, yeah, I just, I have just completely cleaned up my diet and I'm really working on things that do not serve me are going out. So um, it's been a really beautiful and amazing experience. And uh, every day I make dedicated disciplined decisions on my health and uh, yeah, I fight cancer every day. So I hope you guys do too, because um, yeah, a lot of it's not genetic. So it must be somewhere in our food, in our 
in our environment of some sort. So um, yeah, I've made some great changes, huge changes. And uh, yeah, I, I just feel the best I've ever felt in my life. And so that's exciting. So um, it was interesting with Susanna because it like the first thing she noticed was like, what's going on in your chest? Like what is happening in your riding? And in some ways I felt like much, much better. Like I do feel like I'm riding better. I just have a better mindset, I think. So I definitely feel like I'm riding better. Um, but like some old habits came up and, you know, she, you know, like within the first like two minutes we're together, she's like, yeah, something's going on here. And, and she's like, yeah. And we're very close. So she knows everything that happened and my double mastectomy and what kind of, um, trauma, you know, that causes for the chest and the chest wall and the fascia all through my arms and how that kind of can like affect your shoulder blades. And, um, so I was kind of relying on my old muscles to like, Oh, hold me up in a different way. And she just sort of took me apart and put me back together again, uh, legit in the first lesson of like 10 that I had. And she completely changed my position. Uh, it was, it was like amazing. Um, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the experiences I had personally, uh, in my riding because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, horses are truly attempting to do their best with the information provided. So as Charles would always say, it's not a horsing sport, it's a riding sport. And so we really need to learn to ride better. So we need to make sure like our information we are giving to the horse is in the best way. And like what Susanna brings to me is exactly what Walter Zettel brought to me and God rest his soul. And I strive to make him proud every day. And he would always tell me, like, oh, I would like pick up the canter and he'd be like, oh, JJ, you could, you could, you could canter three horses with that aid. And I was like, yeah, but like, he's super lazy. Like, do you get how lazy this thing is? Like, I have to kick it. It won't listen. And then he goes into his whole thing of like, you know, horses can feel a fly and you're way overriding. And I was like, yeah, but he feels like he doesn't want to go. So I have to like kick him, you know? And uh, Susanna absolutely brings me to that place too of like, oh, turns out like way less is way more, you know? And I think, I forget that, right? Like it's so easy to just like kick the horse and, you know, the answer is always kicking. The answer is always, he's not doing it. The answer is always, you know, he's slow to respond. He's behind my leg. You know, he's stiff, blah, blah, blah. All the things that the horse is doing. And Susanna just like goes inside your body and then like changes all these things. And all of a sudden the horse is in self-carriage, swinging in the trot, collecting in the canter, lifting the thoracic sling, like whatever it is you're really like struggling with she creates that effect in the horse by changing you. And so, uh, again, like it took her like a full, like 30 seconds. We didn't even leave the tack room. I posted that video. That was the first thing. Like we didn't even get out of the tack room. And she was like, let's fix up your chest. <laughs> and I'm like, why? What do you think? Like what? I just had like cancer and like had a double mastectomy. Like what? 
And she's like, yeah, we need, we need some help here. So, and it's really what I find totally kind of like every time she's here, like my mind is like blown because I'm such an athlete and I'm such an outside muscle kind of person. I'm just like, yeah, okay. I need to like sit like this. I can do it. Mm-mm, I'm going to sit like this. And I'm going to like, you know, stretch, you know, like stretch my chest open or like give it motion. I'm working on that. And she's like, no, 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 no. Those are your outside muscles. We need to change your fascia inside your body. And then she like makes me do these like really tiny, like silly little things. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, that is very different. So I'm wondering if I have, um, uh, Charles would always say, I want the upper body to hang on a hanger, like a coat hangs on a hanger. And I like for years, I was like, I don't get that like at all. Like I, mm-mm. you know, I know like, oh, we should be open in the chest and shoulder blades. I mean, we've said it. I say it in the academy. We, your teachers say it. We say it as teachers. Knit your shoulder blades together. Slide the shoulder blades down into your back pockets. Widen the chest. You know, we're like all saying these things, you know. And um, Susanna comes along and she's like, I need you to like go into your inside muscles and your inside, like change your fascia on the inside. And we all go to outside muscles, right? Like, oh, if I can just feel like my my lats i can like pull that open yeah yeah i gotta get stronger i gotta go to the gym i gotta go to my pilates class and like work those muscles out and like susanna's like yeah i mean that's great like be fit like we please go to the gym if you want your horse to be an athlete you should work out too i'm all for that and eat right too (laughs) get a lot of sleep but uh this idea that we can like truly change the function and the motion and that uh, we get more supple the more we actually move and that's like the total opposite thing you think about when you watch like charlotte dujardin of like wow she like doesn't move at all so we get this like stiffness and this like i need to be like the perfect dressage rider Eh," you know and you get like locked into this place uh, oh, don't move your leg, eh, you know, and then your leg is like sucked onto the horse's side. And it's like, well, that's not really a breathable leg. And like, how can the horse differentiate when you want him to do something? You know, like, how do you, how do you aid that way if there's no motion? And so what Susanna does for me is like, give me permission and shows me how to move inside myself to find truly the balance through the motion which is like pretty crazy and that she's always like it's deeper than that it's more inside than that like you know it's the whole thing and like it's totally part of my meditation lately of like less doing and more being and so Susanna just like brings that alive for me in my writing and so one of the first things we talked about is bringing motion to my sternum, right? And like Charles talking about like the hanger, like the coat hangs on the hanger, right? Like if you look at your body, right? Like 
you know, the neck comes down, like we are also a triangle. If you take your shoulder, if you take your collarbones and like up to your neck, we, we kind of like look like a hanger. And Charles would always say like, allow your like upper body to like hang down, like it hangs on a hanger, like a coat. And I'm like, mm, I, does that, that like, I did not, I feel a lot what Charles means and I like love his words and I love how he describes things. And I never got the coat hanger like ever. So Susanna now is like helping me like widen my um, collarbones and then take my shoulder blades and like the back of my shoulder blades, like bring them in. And it completely opened up my whole entire neck, which of course was like attacked from a double mastectomy six months ago. And so like all my fascia has been disturbed and like my right armpit is particularly mad. Um, so we're making peace with the armpit over here, but it was incredible to, it was not at all like outside muscles at all. It was this sense of making motion. We do this thing um, where I stand in the corner and you put like both of your hands on each side. So you're like backed up into the corner. And so each of your hands are like on either side of the wall. And you just want to feel when you push your hand against the wall, what does that do to your collarbones? Like how does that open your chest and give you motion through your sternum? Uh, so that was like a huge thing. And then we did all these different stretches, which she's got videos. Uh, we'll, we'll get it all hooked up here. So you guys can figure that out. Um, she's PayPal. So it's really easy to just like pay and get the videos because it's like, it's like amazing. She's like amazing. Um, there's also this sense of, uh, holding your hands out. And I want you guys all to play around with this actually tomorrow. This is a little bit something different, but while you're riding, she does this all the time. I want you to think about like holding onto the reins with one hand and then having your other arm out as if you're carrying like a big giant ball. And you want to be able to feel like your hand can like hug the ball like to you and then be able to put your hand on the inside of the ball and like push the ball away and just feel a little bit like how that elongates your um torso and how it opens the chest you know we always think about like i want to present myself to the horse like a dancer like if this is my dance partner i want to like hold my arms up and just like they say in dirty dancey like no spaghetti arms right like that's like when we slouch or we don't like hold ourselves up it's it's the horse does the same thing when he's like hanging on the bit that's like his version of slouching. So we can't like if we're slouched or we're like not like holding ourselves and we're all like humped over and frumpy and blah, you know, uh, he's going to like hang on the bit and then we're going to be like, hey, he's pulling and you kick him. Right. And so it's so much about like, are you in your own self sitting so that he can be in his own self carriage? And this she like there's so much like anna says here like there's so much movement in this sternoclavical joint like oh my god like it's like changed my life uh and it's always been like a place i've been like focusing on and now after a double mastectomy and surgery and like fascia damage um you know i really had to like really work on like exercises that can help that 
Um, so this idea of like pushing your hands against the wall, riding, holding the ball, how would you present yourself to your horse if he was your dance partner, right? You wouldn't like shove him around, you know, you'd like sync up together and guide each other around. Um, we did a lot of like stretching, you know, like put your hand on the horse's the shoulder and like stretch and like open up your side bodies. Um, the scarf thing. Oh my God, y'all need a scarf because that feeling of like putting the scarf, just like I did in that last video, putting the scarf behind your back and then feeling like you, you're, you can like take your hand, like make the scarf, like make your arms like longer away from your body is just like completely opening of this chest. And what's amazing about that too, is that when you raise your sternum, guess who else's sternum starts to get engaged and the thoracic sling starts to kick in. And for all y'all in the academy, Jillian always talks about how to raise the horse's sternum and push his brow band forward, right? Would you like to learn to communicate in a way that your horse can better understand? Check out Team Tate Academy, JJ's online classical dressage academy. As a member, you'll gain clarity through the USDF accredited lesson library, monthly Zoom meetings, and twice monthly live study groups called the Tackroom Chats. Join the community and benefit from connecting with a fun, passionate, and like-minded group of dressage lovers just like you. Be supported and empowered to make the progress you and your horse deserve, regardless of age, level, or background. Be inspired. JJ's commitment to your success shines through in every lesson and lecture. Let JJ's belief in you and your horse transfer over to every one of your rides. Visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcast today to find links to join our monthly Zoom meetings, purchase mini courses and live stream replays, and of course, join the wait list for the next open enrollment. Like that is exactly this, like, you know, we talk about like zipping up the core, but this like, like rising up with this motion and, and elasticity through this, um, these collarbones being able to like move away from each other, move away from each other and roll a little backwards by flattening the shoulder blades. Like, oh my God. And like, all of a sudden your horse is going to be able to like swing his shoulder blades and raise his sternum and pop over the wither and push the brow band forward. And then he's on the bit and then you're going to have a, just, it's a good day when they're on the bit. I mean, that's what we're doing here all day long. Every day is just like, get the thing on the bit, you know? So something also is a really good visual. I've shared this in the Academy and I think I even like got it out of the kitchen drawer is the idea of like an ice cream scoop. So two things that help my head when riding, you know, we all get like, either the visor is like down and we're like staring at the horse's face or, or staring at the horse's neck, or we're like chin up. Oh, this is like have my chin up, you know, and then it gets all like tight through the neck. And so it's like, how do I get this like beautiful, like dancer head? How do I get that? Right. So two really good visuals. I want you guys to think about hope it helps. I want you to imagine you got like two little elf ears and that these elf ears are able to like roll for This is all Susanna Van Dietz. Like if you like any of this, this is all her. Y'all need to check her out. It's like, this is just things that like she gives me and I want to share with you. And 
y'all need to get her videos <laughs> because she's like amazing. Buy her book. Oh my God. Like she's amazing. So these elf ears, you want to imagine like you could like point them up, you know, and that's going to like raise your wither in your body too, right? Like Jillian always tells us about that. Jillian Kreinbrink, check her out too. She's amazing. We're getting all these like amazing people around. Also to fix this head, right? Is like the ice cream scoop. So you can imagine that like your spine is like the back of the ice cream scoop. And then like this part of your chin is like the bottom part of the scoop and then the top of your head is the top part of the scoop right and so you know how like you just like hold the ice cream scoop it's just like meh, just like that you want to imagine that like i literally ride around the warm-up and i remind myself of like ice cream scoop dancer body right like i need to present myself to my horse in the best way so if i'm like got some weird stuff going on in my body like of course they're gonna just mirror you know what i'm doing too so it's about this carry yourself ice cream scoop your head widen your uh, sternum get some motion through the chest okay so then let's move i mean and she's got all stuff about breathing you should just check out because i can't describe it all because it's just like amazing and, and she does it the best <laughs> she's just she's she's so great and I will tell you, tiny changes are huge. And then I just like, Walter speaks to me from heaven. And he's just like, I told you, <laughs> I told you so. Less is more, right? Like we read that all the time. Uh, horse can feel a fly. We know that, but we still have spurs and a whip when it's like, Maybe I could do something different that the horse would hear me better or I could carry myself better and allow my horse to do it better because I'm, I'm in balance, right? Like it's hard because, you know, we're the load, but we need to balance the supports, but the support finds the balance, you know, from us. And so, um, it's really important. We are centered and organized and toned without being tight. Charles always talks about uh, tone without tension. Um, and that's also like these little tiny nerve endings that fire up, right? When we talk about like, if you're going to sit at your desk and you're like working on your desk and you get, instead of a chair, you get like a big uh, workout ball and like the ball is like moving around. That is so good for your body to like fire up and, and respond and these tiny little ways to like fire up your core, fire up the girdle of your pelvis, like fire up your stability within the motion. So important because just stagnant and just like, ugh, you know, that's a horse also yucky in the contact and lazy in the hind legs, you know, and you got to ask yourself, like, is that me? Am I that? Would I, would I be that horse? You know? And so we've got to like come, I mean, horses can feel like our heart rate, right? Like they know our emotional state. They know how we're feeling that day. They know if we're nervous, you know, like they just like read it all. So um, it's amazing. We got to really focus on bringing our best, you know, to them uh, in all the ways we can possibly do. So I think something also really interesting talking about these like really small motions is like, being able to, this was like game changer for me. Oh my God. This was like 
oh my God, Susanna and I were like totally geeking out, just like freaking out about this because I have a really long neck. So I like get some weird stuff going on there. And then after my chest surgery, like weird, weird stuff's going on. So she was talking about like being able to like take your hands and like go on the edge of a counter and then like support your weight and then like bend your knees and just let your body like sink down into your body and then like stretch yourself back up again and then like stretch yourself back down like a little turtle kind of going inside the shell and then allowing yourself to like move like up and out of your body without like pushing or forcing or whatever, but let's like get this big stretch to like open up, you know, through your body, which is like the coat hanger. Hello. Um, so I'm like, that's what Charles, you know, and I, I had this epiphany of the coat hanger like way later. Um, or like a couple of years ago when I first met Susanna, I'm like, that's the coat hanger Charles talks about. But this idea of like, let yourself go down inside yourself and then let yourself come back out. You will find when you canter that there is like this, there's like a buoy that happens in the canter. And like, I want you guys to kind of play around with that. Um, Romeo, of course, has like the most incredible canter on the team here. Like Romeo, like he canters like amazing. And so um, I'll see if I can share some of that video with you guys, because it was like my shoulders were level. And like within my body, I was like absorbing like down and up and down and up, you know, along with the circle of my seat for sure. But there's this like we've read in every single book ever, we have to stretch up and yet stretch down, right? Like stretch your upper body up to the sun and your lower leg down to the earth. You know, it's like this, this double, um, tensegrity, right? This tension within the integrity, you know, of like pulling the body in both ways without like, hey, I'm going to sit up tall and like straight, you know, I want to be like Charlotte Dujardin. And then it's just like stiff. And like, she, again, I always say this, like people look like they're not moving because they are allowing the movement to happen. So it looks like you're not moving, but you have to be moving because you're on a moving thing. So if that's moving, you have to like sync up with that. And where do you absorb all of this motion? You know, sometimes you watch like people like they canter and they like absorb it in their arm, you know, or they trot and they like absorb it in their neck, right? Like that kind of has to hurt. Um, and so we got to figure out like, where is my absorption point? Where am I holding tension? And how can I breathe life into that place that doesn't have enough movement in itself? So I want you guys to play around with this, like the spinal cord kind of goes like up and down, like within the cavity of the skeleton, you know? Um, oh God, one more thing. Um, I could probably go on like all night, all my like amazing epiphanies, but also this idea of stepping down in your stirrups, like not like stepping down side to side but we talked a lot about the stirrup being attached where it is in the saddle right like there's a beautiful trilogy saddle behind me and like when you look at where it is attached it is not attached at the bottom oh, right there it's not attached at the bottom of the flap right can you imagine what your foot would feel like if the stirrup leather was like this long 
off the bottom of our saddle flaps, right? Like it would look weird, but it's also, it's not just to carry our foot, right? It's about this, this long, which is attached way up by your groin, right? And so there's this like long, here's one right here. <laughs> there's this long lever. And so your, your foot should be able to like pull the stirrup leather back towards his hocks and then allow the stirrup leather to go forward, right? And if it was like short and like hanging off, like that stiffness that would create with just our feet in these little stirrups, like we wouldn't have to move our thighs like at all. And right. And like when we move our thighs on the horse's saddle, it changes our weight aid dramatically. Right. So Darby is doing awesome. And we've like, kind of like, we're finding our international trot. It's really exciting. Like he's kind of starting to like bounce and swing. Right. But like by nature, Darby doesn't have like a giant trot. Right. So you know, what do I do? I, I kick him. I add energy, right? Cause I need, I need more energy. Mm-hmm. Darby, I need you to like bounce off the ground, you know, and I've done my due diligence, right? Like Darby can sit. Um, he can take weight. He can fold his pelvis. He can take his tail closer to the ground because that's engagement and collection and that we can teach. That's teachable. Any, any horse can learn that. Right. But then when I like have is like, his hind legs coiled, can I make him like, boom, like now I need you to like float off the ground, you know, and get like more air time and like pick up your knees and passage. And he's doing a good job. He's learning. He's improving like amazing. He's so fun. But Susanna had me with my feet in my stirrups. She was like, now I want you to just like, I get sideways. I want you to like pedal backwards while you're trotting. So it becomes like, right hind, left hind, right heel, left heel, right heel. And I just had this like sense of like, kind of, uh, if I was up my, on my tiptoes, I just went like, like, t- you know, up on my toe, down on my heel. And I just opposite, right? So I just went like heel down, heel down, heel down, opposite heel. And while I, while I stretch that, as Anna also said on here, it's the art of the opposition. Oh. So as I stretched my leg back and down, Guess what happened to my sternum and my and my my neck got higher, right? Because of that stretch started to happen. Darby started to swing in the trot like you would not believe. I did not touch him with the stick. I did not kick him. I allowed him. Uh-huh. So here it comes back to that whole like meditation and mindfulness I've been working on of like, allow him to do it, don't make him do it, right? Like, where are we in our lives, not finding the ease of like, allowing something to happen, or like, allowing a relationship to happen, or allowing uh, the right thing to be happening. So that like, blew my mind too, that I was like, here I am still like making it happen you know and i and i mean you guys know me i am like go get him like you know like we can seize the day carpe diem you know all these things um and i think positivity is important right because you know being a sad sad sack on a log is like not fun uh or being like the debbie downer all the time like that's not helpful So like, yeah, like you need to raise your vibration and be excited and full of life. 
but allowing versus making, you know, and being rather than doing is like really huge, you know, and horses just feel everything and can respond to intention, right? And like, that's the intention that you're like, what is your intention? Like, what do you want your horse to become? Who do you want to become because you're with him? Who do you want him to help you become? It's kind of really, you know, what it's about. So yeah, that was just like, that was amazing. And I think another thing you guys could play around with is we call it, Susanna calls it juggling. Like while you're riding around, while you're riding around, I just want you to think about like, like as you're trotting, right? Just like right, left, right, left, right, left. Like just give a, you're not pulling back on the horse's mouth and he will not find that disruptive uh because it's an upward fashion and it's quiet and it's not like chuck like chuck him in the face like that's just that's rude <laughs> don't be rude don't be a rude dude but like just feel that rhythm like everything in rhythm i think a lot of times we hold our horses back too much and i think we're not rhythmical enough right so when it's like and i always tell my students it's like double dutch jump rope right like there's a moment you need to like one, two, one, two, one, two, ready, set, jump in, right? Like there's a moment, like that's like, it's also in music, right? Like you got to come on the, you got to find the pocket of the song and like get in there in the right moment because you can't just go like running through the ropes. <laughs> what? He, he's not responding right. Like he's behind my leg. And it's like, that's because you and your aids and your timing just like, blah, blah, blah. like you just like ran through the ropes of the double Dutch jump rope. <laughs> So got to like get yourself under control and, you know, get it together. <laughs> but it's like, I want you guys also to like tell your trainers, you want to spend some time learning to feel the timing of the hind legs. When are they leaving the ground? When is the front leg landing? When is the hind leg leaving the ground? Right? Like I remember the first time I rode with uh, Colonel von Wigner, it's like this big honor this amazing like German master came <laughs> to, to teach us. Thank you, Gail, for bringing all these amazing teachers into my life. And uh, I think I, I was 12 and he was like, Ugh, gotta teach this kid, you know? And like the whole entire thing was like count, like feeling the horse's hind legs, like feeling the horse's hind legs. And it was like my whole lesson. Like he was there for like three days from Germany and I rode, I think two horses a day. It's all we did feel the hind legs, feel the hind legs. Because if you were, you can give the biggest aid possible with the most strength you can muster. And if it's at the wrong moment, the horse can't respond. Like he cannot do it. If you're just like, ah, you know, like whatever. Um, and heaven forbid, it's such a loud aid. You send him off balance. Then he's going to brace. Then he's going to back off. And they're going to complain he's behind your leg. So it's so much a riding sport. We are humans learning to be riders. Horses know how to be horses. So that's all I got for you guys tonight. Thank you so much for joining. And we have a big week next week. I am taking a couple horses to the show. So Darby is going to do the derby, which is exciting. And uh, Romeo is going to come too. And I'm going to take Denali and Apollo into the open show 
So that's very exciting. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. I hope you guys take some of these things home and think about some of them, try some of them. Um, Suzanne's got all kinds of amazing things with different ways to hold reins and breathe and different tools. Like she's amazing. So check her out. We'll make sure we get the link in here somewhere and uh, look for her in the Academy. Ooh, ooh. And then one more thing, we are working on making the Academy open so you can join anytime you want. And you can just like go in there and check it out. Tell all your friends. It's just a, a, a gift of my life to be able to give back to horses and to give back to you guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us wherever they get their podcasts. And be sure to subscribe, like, and leave feedback to help other dressage lovers inspire their rides too. For more information and education from JJ Tate, make sure to visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcasts. Once there, take the next step towards joining JJ's new generation of classical riders by signing up for our mailing list. And we'll say thanks by sending you a special gift, your own copy of JJ's ebook, Riding Your Horse Sound, a comprehensive guide to developing a healthy and happy dressage partner. The podcast you just listened to is produced and powered by Red Mare Enterprises, creating possibilities through branding, modern digital solutions, and project management. We know the horse industry inside and out.